My Car Guru, episode 227. Good morning and welcome to this edition of My Car Guru. Of course, it may not be morning if you're listening on a podcast. But, since this is a morning radio show that is then launched upon the interwebs, then I'm going to say good morning. So today is one of those shows that you definitely want to listen to, to the end, because we're going to be talking about something that affects everybody that owns and operates an automobile, and that is used cars. We're going to be talking about used cars and how you can get burned buying them, how to avoid getting burned buying them, what the heck is a certified used car, and how to know if the used car that I own, because you may have bought it new, but it's it's used now, how can I make sure that I get the most amount of money for it when I trade it for another used car or a new car? So here we go. First things first, about 40 million people per year buy used cars, and they buy them for different reasons. A lot of those cars are not bought through new car dealers or used car dealers. They're swapped between individuals. And just because someone is buying a car from an individual doesn't make it a safe transaction. There's a lot of different complicated factors in buying from individuals. Let me go over a few of them. Number one, what if they have a lien on their car and you're trying to buy their car? How are you going to make sure that you get a clean title or a clear title to that vehicle when you buy it from an individual when it has a lien on it? What is a lien? That's when they owe money on the car. So you've got to be very careful how you do that. If you need assistance with that, that's when you need to call 423-552-2020. And that's my hotline number, and I'll help walk you through that. We do not have time to go through that in detail. Maybe another show. Another point about buying from an individual is that individuals can be crooks. They can be dishonest. They can lie about their vehicle. Uh, They can tell you that they've always kept it serviced and they never had it serviced. They can tell you anything because they have no real liability. And obtaining recourse, uh, that's getting back at somebody. When they do lie to you about a car is really tough when you're dealing with an individual. Is it easier with the business? Yes, because you can nail that business in a lot of different ways. You can sue them. You can uh, nail them on Facebook. You can you know, go to social media. You can give them bad Google ratings. And dealers don't like that. Uh, I don't recommend buying from a guy who just set up shop and he's selling cars off of a gravel lot with a little tent uh, because you really don't know what you're getting. Some people think that's the best way to get a deal because they're not paying for all that overhead. I'm going to beg to differ. Volume does make a difference, and new car dealers typically sell the most used cars. Now, you've got some big players, right? Like CarMax, uh, Carvana, they were trying to be a big player. Now they'll be lucky if they survive financially, but CarMax is going to be here and they're a good player. They're they're a full retail retail? Yeah, retail seller, meaning they charge full price for everything. Sometimes you can get better cars for better deals from a new car dealer. But, you know, there is no I guess perfect way to buy a used car. But I just personally believe that buying it from an established business that has a reputation to uphold is probably your safest bet. Okay, let's go into some other little things that you need to think about, like certified used cars. What is a certified used car? Well, it's funny. You know, when you buy a car, let's say you buy a three-year-old Chevrolet. Uh, Let's say it's a Silverado, and you buy it from a dealer. Now, that dealer, let's say it's out of warranty, too. 
So it, that dealer may offer a powertrain warranty or some you know kind of extended thing. They may try to sell you an extended warranty. Now, if you buy a certified car, if it is a factory certification program, all of a sudden you are miraculously covered by the factory again. Yeah, Chevrolet provides that uh, that certified used car warranty, and it's backed by them, not by the dealer. That's good news for you. Also, typically they have, uh, I was looking at Ford's program. Ford's program is really good. It's called Ford Blue Advantage. You can actually buy the car and take it back in 14 days if you don't like it. That's pretty cool. Uh, 24-7 roadside assistance from Ford and the Ford Pass app, which is a great app, by the way. Uh, you can earn rewards points on that and use those to pay for oil changes and stuff like that. Plus, Every vehicle has a comprehensive, limited warranty coverage. Don't you love it how they, you know, they, they give you something like comprehensive, and then they take it away when they say limited. But it is limited. I mean, every warranty that you get from any manufacturer is limited. Uh, what's it limited to, though? That's the, the main thing. But, you know, this particular warranty covers the all the major systems on the car. You know, I talked the other day about Powertrain warranties, and that's engine, internally lubricated parts, transmission, the same, and rear differential, the same. And if it has front, if it's four-wheel drive, it'll have a transfer case that's covered, and the front differential would be covered. That's the powertrain. Well, these warranties cover more than that. They cover the air conditioning, electronics, and, and cooling system and braking system, except regular maintenance items. And how long is that warranty good for? Good question. It could be anywhere from six months to a year to three years. You can extend these warranties and have them cover more items. It's called a wrap, a W-R-A-P. And so it wraps the basic certified warranty that is provided and just extends it out there long term. I mean, you can go like up to 100,000 miles with a wrap. And typically, the wrap is cheaper because the car is already certified. A lot of it's already covered. So wrap warranties or, or extended warranty or extended service contracts are cheaper than a full-blown used car warranty, and plus they can go longer terms. Certified used cars, are it's a comfort zone thing. They have been inspected better. Technically, they have a checklist that is much more extensive when it comes to checking the car. Now, you know, you want to make sure all the safety items are good and, and that the coolant and the brake pad thickness is right. And certified used cars, the, the tires can only be so, you know, so old or so uh, worn out. I mean, there's so many good things about buying a certified used car that it makes buying a regular used car. Eh, it's not a risky proposition, but it's riskier. And plus, the, the um, you can be pretty much rest assured that it's not been in any serious accidents or anything. It still could have been wrecked. It still could have had an accident. That's why you have to check the Carfax or the auto check. But a certified used car is not a new car. It's just a used car that has been babied and has been inspected to a higher degree and comes with a factory warranty. Beware, though, there are dealers out there that have their own certification program. Why would they do that, you ask? Well, because most of the cars that are being certified are pretty reliable anyway, and they know the odds of something going wrong with them isn't that great. But if it does, they're willing to eat that. Now, their certified program is not good at every other dealer in the nation. For example, if you buy a Honda, and let's say that Honda dealer has certified it themselves through their own resources, 
um, it's probably not even backed by insurance. So if you go to another Honda dealer who, you know, doesn't really like other dealers' warranties, then they'll deny coverage. And so you'll have to call some 800 number, call the dealership, and raise cane. You don't have to do that. So buy a if you're buying a Honda, buy a Honda certified car. If you're buying a Toyota, buy a Toyota certified car. And make sure it's backed by Toyota. Ask them, is this a Toyota certified program or is this your own certified program? If they say, well, it's our own, but it's just as good, it's probably not. So, okay, so that pretty much all I can talk about, all I can say about certified programs, I believe in them. I think they're good, uh, and I think it's worthy of consideration. How much more should you pay for a certified car? Well, it costs the dealership probably $500 to certify a car, give or take. I mean, if you're looking at a certified BMW, it's probably 800 to 1000 what it costs them. So you're going to pay more for a certified car. But is it a better car? Probably. You know, dealers don't really certify cars that are, you know, have really high mileage or have issues because they don't want you to be upset with them after having bought a certified car. I really like Ford's program, though, and you will too, because we can certify any brand of car. I'm a Ford dealer. Okay, I admit it. I'm also a Nissan dealer, and we use Ford's certified program because they have a money-back guarantee. And if you're not happy, what does that money-back guarantee really mean? Well, I'll tell you here in just a minute. Okay, money-back guarantees. Doesn't that make you feel really good inside? It's kind of like when you turn on the heated seats and the heated steering wheel in a vehicle. It takes it a few minutes, but all of a sudden, you start feeling really good. Well, that's what a money-back guarantee is designed to do, is to take a little bit of the fear out. Now, am I going to go to a car dealership? Lenny Lawson is not a car dealer. Okay, let's just pretend. And I go to a car dealership and buy, you know, I test drive. I go through the process. They give me enough money for my trade-in. I buy the vehicle that I wanted to buy. Am I going to change my mind in 14 days? Heck no, because I'm going to think about it for a while before I go out there and do it. But a lot of people don't buy cars like that. They're not like me. They do it on a whim. And, um, you know, and they end up getting disgruntled. And so, I don't want this anymore. So they go park it in the front of the dealership and walk away, not realizing that they're still responsible. There is no three-day right of refusal, you know, like you have on a home mortgage. Uh, if a dealer does offer a money-back guarantee, you better read the fine print because it does not apply to everyone in every situation. Let's see what Ford's says. Okay, so their money-back guarantee says, only available at participating Ford dealers. Vehicle must be returned within 14 days or 1,000 miles, whichever comes first, from the original sales date and mileage as stated on the bill of sale. That makes sense. It must be returned in the same condition as sold. This excludes normal wear and tear. Well, I don't know how much you're going to have to wear and tear. If you go mudding in it, then they don't have to take it back, probably. They could get out of it. Dealer cannot accept a return if the vehicle has a lien or other encumbrance. Well, that's 90% of the folks out there. They're going to borrow money to buy the car, right? So you're going to have to free up that lien. In other words, you're going to have to pay off that car. Original trade-in vehicle will not be returned to you. So if you buy a vehicle with a trade and you have a trade and you 
expect, well, I don't like this car. Let's take it back, Eunice. And so you and Eunice show up at the dealership and say, we want our old trade back. No, that's not going to work. It's not going to work that way. Um, you may have to purchase, or well, you have to purchase a different vehicle, and that may require a new credit application with different financial terms other than the original contract. So your payment may not even be the same. If you have already returned a Ford Blue Advantage vehicle to a Ford dealer within the last six months, guess what? You can't do it again. So is this a good program? I think it's one of those things that sounds a lot better than it is. Just don't go buy a car unless you're sure about it. I mean, if you change your mind, you probably shouldn't have bought it in the first place and you deserve to be punished. Unless it's a really bad car. You know, if you have a problem with it, I get that. I don't have a lot of sympathy for people who don't, you know, kind of think long-term. I don't mean to be difficult here. But, I mean, it's a pretty big decision, you know, buying a house, buying a car. I mean, for a lot of people, it's the second biggest purchase that they'll make in their lifetime. And, uh, you know, you, sh you shouldn't take it lightly. Get the husband involved. Make sure the kids like the car. Make sure the seats are comfortable. Go on a 30-mile test drive. You know, it's the best thing you can do. A lot of people don't, I don't need to drive it. I'm sure it drives like the last one. Well, it may not, especially if it's a used car. You know, what if you've... You hate smokers. Well, you don't hate smokers. You just hate the smoke that they leave behind. And so you bought this car, and, and they had it. Oh, they had it smelling so good. They put all kinds of air fresheners in it. When they traded for it, the people were smoking four packs a day, and they're doing it all inside, and they had to actually replace the ashtrays. But they put one of those neutralizer things on the inside and you know, left the windows down for a week or two. And then finally, well, you know, it doesn't smell that bad in here. So they put it out there on a the lot. You buy it. You know that smoke smell doesn't go away. It comes back. And so you've had the car for 13 days, and you say, man, this car stinks. So what do you do? Well, you go back, and you take it back. But you had a payoff on your car. Then the problem starts, you know, and then you're trying to negotiate a new deal. So just go on an extended test drive. You know, I let a lot of people take cars home overnight if they're local. I mean, I'm not going to let some, you know, really strange, weird-looking person take one off. And my insurance company would probably cancel me if something happened. I've actually had vehicles stolen from us. Guy went out on test drive by himself. He didn't bother to come back. My insurance company said, now, wait a minute, did you hand the keys to him? Yeah. Don't you have a policy that the salesperson has to ride with the customer? Yeah. How come the salesperson didn't? He forgot. Okay. Well, we'll cover you this time, but no more. And then you end up having to get a different insurance company. So uh, just test drive the car. We'll let you keep it overnight if we know you. And um, and But you can drive it all day if you want to, and as long as you don't mind having a salesperson with you. Okay, my phone's ringing. I better answer that. I'll be back in just a minute. That was my wife. She's been driving a Bronco, you know, the, the new Bronco. And they're really cool vehicles. I mean, I love it. I love the way it drives. But the one she's driving has a soft top. You ever driven a Jeep that had a soft top? Well, they were very noisy, especially in the old days. They, they finally learned how to make them really tight and aerodynamic, and they do much better, but they're still pretty noisy. Well, she had to drive. She went to see her mother yesterday. And the weather was terrible. It was raining hard. She had to turn the radio almost all the way up just to be able to hear it. She got home and said, do I have to keep driving this Bronco? 
I said, absolutely not. I will see. I know a car dealer, me, and I will find you something else to drive because I love you so much. And she said, thank you. So I think what she's going to be turning that in and, and getting a um, Nissan Pathfinder. So much more like her. And it's brand new, so we don't have to worry about, you know, some of the issues that, that people who buy used cars do. But used cars, uh, I, most of the cars that I own are used. Now, they're pretty old, you know, like a 66 Mustang and a 65 Corvair, a 2005 Porsche, 1949 F4 car hauler. You know, they're all used. And I like used cars as long as they've been taken care of. But you just don't know that. Should you have a mechanic check out a used car before you buy it? Well, if it's certified, nah, not necessary. But if it's not certified and it's like older than, let's say it's out of factory warranty. I mean, if it's in the factory warranty, you don't have to worry about it unless it came from north of the Mason-Dixon line. And then you better, and I'm telling, now listen up, if a, if a car was titled in Ohio or any, any place north of Kentucky, let's say, and then you need to have it put up on a lift and checked for rust. Because if, if, you know, if you look at the history and it says that it was titled in New York, it's going to be rusty. And if it looks just pristine like it's all black, all they've done is sprayed undercoating all over it to make it look black. That stuff will peel off in about six months. So if you live down here, if you live up north and you're listening to this podcast, then either move or buy your cars that were titled in Tennessee or Georgia or Florida or Texas or, you know, someplace like that. Watch out, though, for areas that have been hit by, you know, if a vehicle was titled in, I don't know, New Orleans or Florida recently, you know, it could have been underwater. Now, more than likely, if it's sold at a new car dealership, it's not been underwater. Now, do you have recourse against people? If you got burned, do you have recourse? Well, you do. Unfortunately, you have to use our wonderful legal system to get things done on a used car. Uh, does a used car qualify for the Lemon Law? No, it does not. The only car that qualifies as a lemon, would be a car that you bought brand new and it's less than 12 months or 12,000 miles. Now, there are some states that have a little bit tighter restrictions. That's the federal law. And that's also the Tennessee law where we are. So you do have recourse on those, but you have no recourse on a used car. Now, if the dealership committed fraud, which means that they told you an outright lie, about a particular car. Let's say that they told you that it was a one-owner car driven by a little old lady just to church and back, and you find out that it was a rental car, and it came from Canada. And you were wondering why it said kilometers per hour on the, on the speedometer. That should have been a dead giveaway. And could you, would you have recourse against those people? Absolutely. You'd have to sue them in small claims court. you got to get a lawyer and do it. But did you sign a, an agreement when you bought the vehicle that you would not take them to court? Um, you got to watch out for those mandatory arbitration clauses. It's probably on the paperwork that you signed. You know with that paperwork that you didn't read that you are signing in the finance office? You just want to get out of there, right? 
you don't so you don't bother to read anything. Big mistake, especially on a used car. So I told you that I was going to talk to you about how to keep from getting burned. One of the things is get a Carfax, get the full report. Most of the time, the dealership will print that out for you. But you, it should be probably six or seven pages. If they just print out page one, then you don't know where the car came from. You've got to look at the history where it was titled. And it'll show you right on that Carfax. Auto check is another one. You may have a dealer that says, hey, we don't use Carfax. Then do you use auto check? Oh, you know about that? So then they'll pull the auto check. Or you can pull it. Or you can call me and I'll pull it before you buy a used car. 423 552 That's my hotline number. We talked about certified used cars. As far as values are concerned, if you don't know what your car is worth, the dealer that you're trying to trade cars with is not going to probably give you full value for it uh, unless you do some research. And now you can go to kbb.com if you can classify a car, meaning the condition, if you're honest with yourself about the condition. And if you need help, again, you got the hotline. But if you want to try to do it yourself, then go to kbb.com and get the um, get the book value from them. At least that gives you a little bit of ammunition when he offers you $10,000 less than that. You say, uh, what about this? And then you get to see them him and haul around and stuff like that. It's fun. I love watching salespeople backpedal. When I go in, occasionally I will go in anonymously and pretend like I'm buying a car just to check and see how they're doing, how the competition's doing. It's laughable. I wouldn't buy a car from half of those yahoos. But there's a bunch of them that are really good. I found one guy at a Hyundai dealership, and he was marvelous. And I said, would you – I finally disclosed who I was. He said, oh, I've always – I thought I recognized you. And I said, uh, would you mind doing some training in my dealership for some of my people, especially my underperformers? Because this guy – I mean, this is the kind of salesperson you want to run into. He knows his product. He's not pushy. He answers all your questions. He gives you the freedom to really evaluate the car if you need to, especially on a used car. Take it to a mechanic, whatever. No problem. You know, he's proud of his inventory. He's proud of his dealership. And he's really proud of his reputation and his Facebook and all that stuff means a lot to him. And, you know, more than likely that salesperson has been in the business for a while and he survives off of repeat and referral business. Those are the kind of salespeople that you want to buy a car from, but especially on a used car because used cars are a little bit more hazardous. But I hope, please listen to this again if you have to, to be able to pick up the nuances about where cars come from, how important it is to get certain things expect, inspected. What about certified used cars? All of these things are important. More detail needed? Just let me know. 423-552-2020 uh, or send me an email to uh, mycarguru2020 at, at gmail.com and I will respond, I promise. Thank you for listening to this edition of My Car Guru and we will see you next time.